Section 37 of The United States. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The World's Story, Volume 12, The United States, edited by Eva March Tappan. Section 37. The First Voyage Up the Hudson River, 1609, by John Fisk. Nine days after passing the North Cape, the little half-moon put in at the Faroe Islands, and the casks were filled with fresh water. On the 3rd of June, the sailors were surprised at the force of the current, which we call the Gulf Stream. On the 18th of July, they arrived at Penobscot Bay, with foremast gun and sails much the worse for wear. Here they anchored and went ashore to cut a pine tree for a new foremast. It took them a week to make the mast and repair their sails, and meanwhile they must have lived like princes, for they caught fifty cod, a hundred lobsters, and one great halibut. They were visited by two French shallops full of Indians, who offered them fine beaver skins in exchange for red cloth. Nine days after leaving Penobscot Bay, the half-moon anchored near Cape Cod, and another day brought her to Old Stage Harbor on the south side of that peninsula. On the 18th of August, amid gusts of wind and rain, she was off the Acomet Peninsula and sighted an opening, probably Makipongo Inlet, which Hudson mistook for the James River. This, he says, is the entrance into the King's River in Virginia, where our Englishmen are. He made no attempt to visit them, perhaps because he may have been conscious that Dutch explorers upon this coast would be regarded by Englishmen as poachers. Presently turning northward, he entered Delaware Bay on the 28th of August, and several times the half-moon struck upon the sands. The current, moreover, set outward with such force as to assure him that he was at the mouth of a large and rapid river. This was not encouraging, for a large river discharging loads of sand implied something more than a narrow neck of land behind it. Before daybreak he weighed anchor, and on the 3rd of September dropped it again somewhere between Sandy Hook and Staten Island, as Verrazano had done eighty-five years before. When the half-moon entered the Great Bay, says the mate's journal, the people of the country came aboard of us, seeming very glad of our coming, and brought green tobacco, and gave us of it for knives and beads. They go in deerskins loose, well dressed. They have yellow copper. They desire clothes, and they are very civil. They have great store of maize of Indian wheat, whereof they make good bread. The country is full of great and tall oaks. Some of the people wear in mantles of feathers and some of skins of diverse of good furs. Some women also came to us with hemp. They did wear about their necks things of red copper. At night they went on land again, so we rode very quiet, but durst not trust them. It soon appeared that this suspiciousness was well founded. Next day the ship's boat was sent out towards Bergen, with five men to make some observations. On their way back they were assailed by a score of Indians in canoes, and one Englishman was killed with an arrow. 
as the half-moon passed on up the river she was occasionally saluted with flights of arrows and sometimes these volleys were answered by musket shot with deadly effect on the fourteenth of september the ship passed between stony and verplanks points and entered upon the magnificent scenery of the catskills on the twenty-second she had probably gone above the site of troy and the boat found only seven feet of water so that progress was stopped the people of the mountains says the journal came aboard us wondering at our ship and weapons we bought some small skins of them for trifles this afternoon one canoe kept hanging under our stern with one man in it which we could not keep from thence who got up by our rudder to the cabin window and stole out my pillow and two shirts and two bandoliers our master's mate shot at him and killed him whereupon all the rest fled away some in their canoes and some leapt out of them into the water we manned our boats and got our things again then one of them that swam got hold of our boat thinking to overthrow it but our cook took a sword and cut off one of his hands and he was drowned by this time the ebb was come and we weighed and got down two leagues on another occasion there was quite a skirmish the barbarians swarming by hundreds in their bark canoes and shooting persistently though with little effect while the ship's cannon sank them and musketry mowed them down but the meetings were sometimes more friendly somewhere near the site of catskill i sailed to the shore says hudson in one of their canoes with an old man who was the chief of a tribe consisting of forty men and seventeen women these i saw there in a house well constructed of oak bark and circular in shape so that it had the appearance of being well built with an arched roof it contained a great quantity of maize and beans of the last year's growth and there lay near the house for the purpose of drying enough to load three ships besides what was growing in the fields on our coming into the house two mats were spread out to sit upon and immediately some food was served in well-made red wooden bowls two men were also dispatched once with bows and arrows in quest of game who soon after brought in a pair of pigeons which they had shot they likewise killed a fat dog and skinned it with great haste with shells which they had got out of the water they supposed that i would remain with them for the night but i returned after a short time on board the ship the land is the finest for cultivation that i ever in my life set foot upon and it also abounds in trees of every description end of section thirty seven this recording is in the public domain